think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever lay some up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time, she got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. I'm supposed to be a franchise player. We in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Check, check. Microphone one, two. Sally sells, she sells down by the seashore. First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. Second thing we want to do tonight is give a massive special shout out and thanks to Zach Osborne for last week for coming on End of Regulation. Welcome back to all of our followers. Thank you, Brent, for making that happen. <clears throat> This is the most up-to-date episode of Under Regulation, episode 13. Make sure to continue following the fame and glory on TwitSit at End of Reg and the gram at End of Regulation. If not, you're lost. We are literally handing out free money at this point with Tom's picks. So, that's a fact, Jack. Let's go ahead and meet the modern-day two-live crew for tonight. First on the mic... A man who used to burn mixtapes on CDs through LimeWire and sold them for $15 a pop in middle school. Brent Jernigan, how we doing, kid? Dude, I'm killing it. Um, yeah, that, that was just my middle school hustle, but I've stepped up way big since then, just like slinging vinyls and shit out of my trunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, a gen who has aspired to be a taxidermist since birth due to a fascination with skins. Tommy Lasagna, how we doing, kid? Yo, uh, just on the that quick intro note, I just want to let our, our listeners know we got more guest appearances on the way, so stay tuned, tell your friends, keep an eye out for what's next. Good stuff. Good shit. Lastly, a Dirty Jurors native here to clarify an ongoing heated debate, Barrel Chest Grimes. How we doing, kid? For the record, I'm going to set it straight. It's Taylor Ham, Egg and Cheese, every day of the week. Do not at me. First of all... It's bacon, egg, and cheese, motherfucker. But if we're doing Taylor ham and pork roll, I'll give you the Taylor ham. It's Taylor ham, dude. Coming from the south, I don't, e- I don't even know what Taylor ham or pork roll is. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never used either of those words in my life. Well, coming from the north, neither have I. All right, cool. <laughs> it's a Jersey thing. Now that you're familiar with this real life crew of schmucks, bringing you tonight's entertainment, let's roll through the agenda. We're gonna rip through the NHL. NBA, obviously playoffs are going on, super electric. We'll talk a little about the MLB. Tom's going to get off to that, give us a little bit of info, a little bit of stats, put young Gino in his place. Then we'll What's just up, rip through some buzzer beaters, and we will finally wrap up with giving you guys <clears throat> some absolute fucking fire. We've got a brand new song tonight that we're going to play out for all of you. Um, I've specially picked it and found it, hand-selected it, so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. For all I know, you recorded it. (laughs) Probably, but you'll find out. So, let's go ahead and dive right into it. The NHL, boys. Absolutely amazing couple of weeks here in the NHL. We've seen some amazing series. Uh, I want to go ahead and, first of all, just congratulate the Las Vegas Golden Knights They are headed to the Stanley Cup Finals, wrapped up their series uh, four games to one. The previous games were wrapped up four games to one, and I think four 
four and four and zero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They swept the first round, so they've just been on an absolute tirade, and I'm excited to see who comes out of uh, this Bolts Caps game. Boys, what are your thoughts? I'm gonna go ahead and put my hand up. I was riding the Jets hard, um, especially after they took down my Preds, um, but. <clears throat> As you said, I mean, the Knights just, like, made easy work of the Jets. Honestly, completely flipped the game around in, in their own favor, doing everything that I thought the Jets would do to them, scoring off the power play, letting their defense get involved. Mark andre Fleury standing on his fucking head. Um, so I would say he's been their most valuable player so far. You know, typically that award, if they were to win the Stanley Cup final, goes to uh, the goalkeeper anyways. But, I mean, he's just been playing amazing amazing hockey but I guess the question is and the question that I've seen a couple times is like what does it say about the NHL that a first team expansion or first year expansion franchise can make uh the playoff final um does it make the NHL look weak is it amazing you know what what's the deal so I I think it's pretty amazing I don't really care if it makes the NHL look weak in other people's eyes I'm an NHL fan and this is a pretty awesome story yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I'll, I'll let Harrison obviously touch more upon it, but I've had a blast watching these guys. I know Harry's been riding the Knights as well. I uh, I think this is something amazing. I saw a couple of really cool quotes from some players that just said, like, we're having more fun out there than you can ever imagine. Like, you know, their their goal is to win this year, and having seen them blow through the L.A. Kings, you know, a, a really veteran team, San Jose as well, uh, and then Winnipeg, um, I think that these guys are on a one-way, you know, train to the fucking Stanley Cup. But that's that's my opinion, Harrison. What are you thinking? Uh, I think it's an awesome story. I, I I don't see how this could be bad for the NHL. Um, they're just getting a ton of press, not only just because uh, of being a new team in a new city like Las Vegas, which has never housed a, a professional sports team. Um, it's it just it's just good overall. I think it makes a lot of teams kind of look in the mirror, right? Because they're kind of like, how could this team come in, essentially just dra- get a bunch of undesirable players? You know, let's just call it that. Uh, call it spade a spade, um, and make and make it work. Yeah, like uh, you know, they obviously they got you know the right people in the right positions uh, in management. But um, it, dude, unbelievable story. I hope they can you know keep going. Uh, it would <laughs> it would suck. I, you know, we don't know who's gonna who's gonna meet them there, but it would suck to see like Ovechkin make it to the Stanley Cup finally and then lose to the to the team that's only had one year under its belt in the NHL. Uh, but that we'll would say, be so capitals though. It would be so capitals. Yeah, yeah. typical capital. I mean, and I'm, we'll we'll get to that in a sec. But let's not forget also that you know the Knights are not only playing for a new city and new fans and kind of have taken the world by storm with their story. But you know there was an incredibly horrific like tragedy in vegas yeah. in, in october so that they've got that that they're playing for too which has really like galvanized the whole team and city i'm sure and we've so seen it happen awesome before all around. like with houston you know like when there's mm-hmm. when there's tragedy everyone rallies and i think this is something really cool to watch uh i think that whoever comes out of you know the bolts cap series will be a good matchup but Vegas is playing well, man, and like well, people trash them and say, you know, it's it's overhyped. Is this, you know, it's a, it's a Cinderella story. But like, I read this little caption today. It said, "It's successful story is what it is. It's not a Cinderella story." There's been talk about how could it happen, uh, but let me tell you how it happened. They hired an amazing GM, they hired an amazing coach, and they, like Harrison said, pulled together a bunch of misfits uh, who had talent, who were serviceable, and here they are. 
Yeah, so. I think, uh, in fact, that came from John Cooper, you know, the head coach of the of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So pretty tall oh, talk. did it? I didn't know that. Yeah, c- coming from the guy that they'll, you know, possibly match up with in the next round. Um, and speaking of that matchup, you know, we got Bolts, Caps. Uh, Caps won last night, I think, 3-0. Um, last night is on Tuesday. Um, Blown away, man. Didn't m- think Monday, rather. Um, yeah, so, you know. They force the game seven. It's in Tampa Bay. Can can the Caps and Ovi get it done? I don't know. It would seem like perfect Cap story to to sort of convince everyone that you have a chance, and then just lose bigly in game seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll uh, it'll be great to see. Stanley Cup is on Memorial Day itself at five o'clock p.m. So yeah, game game seven will Go be Caps. game seven will be tomorrow uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be high scoring myself. I think they're going to be, you know, lots of lots of shots over on that. Over under 6. It's got I am going to take the over. Last game went under because, you know, when you're facing elimination, uh, you tend to kind of sit back on your heels. You don't want to be the first one to make the mistake. Yeah, so that's kind of what that was and then I think tomorrow or yeah, tomorrow, uh, you know, I think the they'll be lighting the lamp up quite a few times. Who do you have taking the cake? Um uh, Dude, this is like not an easy choice. Uh, I'm going to take the Washington Capitals, and I don't really even know fucking why. I'm just going to take them. Nice, I like it. All right. I mean, they played really well last night. There's no reason for you to like be hesitant on it. I just, you know, per per uh, per history as we've seen, they choke pretty easily. So, yeah. Brent, who do you have? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Caps, and my only reason is I just I just want to see Ovi get over this hump. I think it would be an incredible story seeing him go go for his first cup, uh, seeing the Knights go for theirs. Obviously, um, that's the matchup I want. So I'm going Caps. I think Putin's paying him not to win the cup. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? And uh, Tommy Lasagna, who you got? Uh, on that note, I'll take the Lightning. Nice, good job. In, in true Caps fashion, they're gonna blow it just like every other. Washington sport ever taking so. taking Brent's job as the true contrarian. History repeats itself. That's all you gotta know. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's talk some basketball. Yeah. Let's roll right into it. Um, Tom, any thoughts? So, if we're talking history repeating itself, LeBron is a perfect eight and zero when being down o two in a series. Yeah, that's um, pretty insane stat. Pretty. I mean. Dude, what he's doing this year is unbelievable. I saw another insane stat. In the history of NBA postseason play, I think teams that are down 0-2 um, have w- come back to win the series, any series, only 6% of the time. LeBron's teams in that same down 0-2 scenario have come back to win the series 33% of the time. So <laughs> that's pretty fucking impressive. Um, in that scenario, you'd love to have LeBron on your team. I mean, the stats speak for itself. And um, Speaking of stats, he just had another pretty important one to his resume last night he passed uh kareem for the most all-time postseason field goals uh on on his way to scoring fucking 44 points last night so is uh is is that good yeah if you're into being really fucking good at basketball um that's pretty cool yeah high score did Did i break it he broke it wow let's just say um so he scored 44 last night the next best player on the Cavs team was kyle fucking corver with 14 points and as you all know, the Cavs went on to win one eleven to one hundred two. So shout out to Corver though, wow. giving uh, his, a testament to his confidence from Allen Iverson when he came into the league. He played with him on the Seventy Sixers. I read that today, which I thought was pretty badass because I'm a big AI guy. 
He also swatted Jalen Brown three times. White guy Kyle Korver swatted Jalen Brown, superstar for the Celtics, three times. All right, enough. Tom, how enough, are you feeling about Enough that? about this. Enough about Kyle Korver. All right, he's <laughs> he's a pawn in LeBron's game. That's right. So I mean, I I didn't. It's not like this wasn't expected. Like it's a bunch of kids and Al Horford going up against the best player in the world. Um, being said, the Celtics aren't. The, I think they're like one in six now on the road this postseason, which is yeah. horrible, horrible. They, but they love their own being goal. said, being said, we're nine and zero at home, and so I'm not worried. I mean, we did take the first two, and I'll, I'm excited to see how tomorrow night plays out. Um, but even if we do win tomorrow, you got to assume we're going to lose Game Six, and I'm a little worried about Game Seven in Boston. Well. Let's go ahead and sort of play this hypothetical. I think Houston is getting the dog shit kicked out of them as we speak. Do you have an update on that game right now? They're up by nine. Yeah. Houston is? No, no, no. Golden State's up by nine. No. Okay. Warriors, Warriors okay. up nine. Right on. So let's just assume that whoever wins the Cleveland-Boston series is going to be playing uh, the Warriors. I mean, do you want – I think LeBron and the Cavs are just old and slow. Yeah, they're grinding this series out. They swept the Raptors. They've still got some good basketball in them. But, I mean, they, they pretty much got the crap beat out of them last year versus the Warriors in the finals. Would you rather see that happen again this year, or do you want to see, as Tom put it, a young, competitive, athletic Boston Celtics team coached by Brad Stevens sort of going tit-for-tat with those guys? Uh, I mean, you know, obviously I want to see the Celtics. Um, it, it, the storyline, you know, Braun versus whoever, honestly, like his ninth, straight whatever finals appearance that's it's what he's doing is incredible uh but i think the bigger question is who you like in game seven of this cav celtic series i like i like lebron and just the way he's like used the i know Le- game i know seven, really. like the celtics have celtics haven't lost at home all season but dude lebron is nasty yeah it would be tough i mean i hope it gets to that point but again i, I just even at, even at boston I think the way it maybe in this series specifically the the way LeBron has sort of brought his team back and is kind of like finding the right matchups right now. I I would like him in a game 7. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Brad Stevens and okay. and the youngins just stepping up at home like they have all season. Well, what are the chances the Celtics have against the Warriors if it comes down to it in the finals? I think Warriors in 6. Uh, Warriors in four, <laughs> dude. I, yeah, ne- for being honest, neither team has a good shot versus those guys. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron might pull one off, but the uh, healthy Steph Curry is. You saw it last night. Their team, their whole offense just opens up. Steph went off for thirty-five, and if you do manage to stop him, you're gonna leave KD or Clay or Draymond open. Did you guys see the uh, stat on Steph with KD and without KD? No, what was it? Without KD, he averages 40 a game. With KD, he averages 26. In this postseason or just period? I think that's this season. Damn. So you're, what you're saying is they need to bench Kevin Durant. Well, the, yeah. I think that's the thing. That's why like they brought it up, and I was like, well, let's be honest here. Like When Kevin Durant's on the floor, a lot a lot of offense is going to go through him. So it's like he's right. still averaging twenty six. I mean, it's called which, supplementation. Yeah, like with even with twenty six, that's a you know, by all, by all intents and purposes, that's a good basketball game. Twenty six points. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, uh, shit. Just uh, real quick here, Clay Thompson left the game with an ankle injury. 
Uh-oh. Saw a video of that. That's not good. LeBron and four. Don't bench KD. <laughs> LeBron. All right, yeah, scratch everything we just said. Well, speaking of that, let's uh, move it right on into some Major League Baseball. Thomas? I just I want everybody to listen. This isn't a Red Sox podcast. I know I know <laughs> we tend to hit on it a lot, but like when they're the best team in baseball, that's what you talk about. And Agreed. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Mookie. I feel like I say this every week, but he just continues to put on. Tonight, he's got at least three RBIs. I haven't updated it, but he hit a home run in the, the second at-bat of the game. So the league-leading 16th homer. Uh, not Right behind him with 15 is J.D. Martinez, that other guy that the Yankees didn't sign. Bryce Harper just uh, tied that up tonight, by the way. Oh, he's up to 16? No, up to 15. Sorry, I thought you uh, went. 15. I, I, yeah. thought you went I mean, he's still leading the NL. Like, Bryce is, Bryce is eating this year. Don't don't get it twisted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the NL, I'm just going to go right back to the Braves. Uh, as long as Tom is going to consistently shout out the Sox, <laughs> the Braves, to me, are still the most surprising freaking hey. story in baseball. Cannot believe they're still on top of the, na- the entire National League. Uh, and it turns out the NL East is looking like one of the top two or three divisions in all of baseball um, right up there with pretty much the AL East so um, the AL is top top heavy I think they have the the three best records in all of majors with uh, you know the Sox the Yankees and the Astros and then right behind that is the Braves so pretty interesting little season shaping up here you know heading into late May they deserve it man they deserve the praise yeah, I mean, uh, I, I honestly can't believe – I really don't know where all the offense is coming from. Obviously, everyone knows about Freddie, but we have Swanson who's, like, stepping up. You know, we have these young guys, Acuna, um, and they just they just actually released um, Joey Bats. Uh, so it looks like we're going to have someone, you know, actually step up and play third base for once. So probably only going to get a little bit. But I think uh, Bautista was hitting, like, fucking 147 in the run that he was with the Braves. So it's not like we're going to be missing him at the plate. And we'll improve a little bit on defense. So I like where we are, obviously. Yeah, uh, somebody just signed Batista today. Actually, I saw. Was it the Mets by chance? It was the yeah. Mets. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. That's right. That was so, just a bunch of sad, sad boys over there. Yeah, the, you're, God. You're gonna see them deal Degrom, and their team's just gonna collapse. Like they were good for like a week, but they're they're gonna sell. Well, in the vein of not making it a Sox. Braves podcast. Do you guys want to talk some Yanks? And well, are there any other teams or shout-outs that we should give? Yeah, I mean, I just want to talk Yankees for a second because my boy Tom is getting a little overzealous with this, yeah. like, Red Sox are far and away the best team in the MLB. I don't really know where, like, why. I, I understand they're a good I'm team. Just give, I'm, just, I'm just giving you I know you're. I know, you're all, I know you're all giddy, but the Yankees are still up half a game. They're going to lose tonight. It's okay. They've won 22 out of the last 26. Your only your only argument that I've heard the last week is oh Didi's one for forty five. That's cool. Every single baseball player Mookie, in the MLB, Mookie. I get, oh yeah sure. Every single baseball player in the MLB goes through slumps. We all know it. Every hitter has has his you know down phase. I'm not worried about it. Glaber Torres is starting to heat up. He's got another home run today. That makes three in in the last two games. Uh, and and it's smooth sailing right now. Uh, there's some there's and like the 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 best part about it is there's still guys coming back from injury. Clint Frazier, Greg Bird specifically, uh, you know, and Tanaka's is not even pitching well. So like, once he can get going, uh, you know, I, I like I like where the Yankees are at. I've got no worries in the world about the Boston Red Sox right now. I've got a I got a quick shout out here. I believe it's uh, Juan Soto, the 19 yeah, year old um, player who just got called up for the Nats. Uh, stepped into the game, I think yesterday, 
just hit a three-run jack like it's no big deal. Um, I just can't imagine like a, a more incredible feeling than than going yard and you're like either first at bat or just first game period. I remember as a Braves fan, um, the now not so hot prospect, but once formerly extremely hot prospect, Jason Hayward, uh, stepped up to the plate when he was like 21 years old and went yard for at his first at bat ever. Um, that's just can there be like a much better feeling in sports than that? I think I think he's the first, and this might be incorrect, but I think he's the first uh, teenager in the MLB to do this since Bryce Harper came into the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that actually, and, and it's, it's crazy like that, that they're on the same the team. Yeah. yeah, so amazing to see that happen and have him come back to the dugout to you know the the guy that kind of paved the way for that. So, well, uh, here's well, a uh, huge shout here's out a couple. There. Doghouse shout-outs. Uh, number one, we don't even have it on the list, but I'm going to talk about the L.A. Dodgers. Um, you know, World Series hopefuls last year. My, how the, how the mighty have fallen. I believe they're sitting at a cool 500 right now, and I think third place maybe in their division. So um, pretty god-awful when you're a team coming off of, you know, a season like they had last year and really just some of the most dominant pitchers in the game. Dude. Um, not but not even they are not getting it done. Not even five hundred. They're twenty and twenty-seven. Two. Well, whoa, there you go. One. Don't forget that Clayton Kershaw is hurt right now. They just got to weather the storm. Mm. Well, uh, speaking of another good team who is not weathering the storm, uh, the Cleveland Indians. Dude, the whole and the whole division stinks. Uh, I actually, you know, like they're. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, oh my! They are sitting in first place, I think, in their division. Like, but they have a losing record. So another team that's not five hundred. It's, it's just terrible baseball from all the teams. They're going to win tonight to go to five hundred, but dude, there's not a single team in the AL Central that's over five hundred. Oh wow! <laughs> like, oh my god! That's just Jesus, disgusting. That's they should just lose their playoff spot, and it should be donated to the East. Yeah, for real. Like, come on. Yeah, just yeah. pull another team. The, the, the Yankees are gonna have the Yankees are gonna have to get in, so just give them that spot. Oh, Jesus, uh, what a, what a depressing little division that is. Anyways, you got the Indians, Minnesota Twins, Detroit, Chicago White Sox, and the Royals. Like, good God, <laughs> those, brutal. The, the Royals, the White Sox, and the, even I'll throw the Tigers in there are like three of the worst teams in baseball. <laughs> I think the 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 White Sox are statistically the worst team in baseball. Well, any other uh, Major League Baseball updates, boys? I mean, not really Major League related, but I'm just excited for this song that I'm going to drop for you guys at the end of this podcast here. I mean, you're getting me all hot and bothered. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. What well, are you? What is it? Just I got someone cooking, man, in the kitchen. Don't worry about it. But in the before stew. we do that, I do want to hear a live recap from Harry uh, about this weekend in Sacramento, seeing uh, Zach Osborne. Um, take yep. home some W's and and obviously here shakes give a rundown about standings, upcoming races, etc. Yeah, Harry, what what do you think? I'll set the stage a little bit. Our our very own Harry drove out from San Francisco to Sacramento mm-hmm. to watch the opening round of AMA Pro Motocross at Hangtown, and let's hear it. Yeah, uh, unbelievable experience. Uh, my first motocross race ever. It was a great experience. It was a lot of America lovers out there. A lot of tattoos. Great people watching. Bye. But to give a to give a little recap of the races, because the races are are pretty electric. At least for the first you know four or five laps when when the when the pack is still pretty tight. Um, right. Both races, Zach kind of started out slow. Uh, first race, he came out of the the gate or whatever you want to call it, 
in third. Yeah, and, that's, that's the right term. Uh, came out of the gate in third and stayed there for about three laps and then finally made his pass to first. And, and I'll tell you what, man, once that guy gets first, he just he locks in and, and just steps on everybody's throat. Uh, he, he was, he was lapping guys. Uh, he probably finished about 15, 20 seconds ahead of, of, of second. Um, and then took a break, uh, let the four fifties go. And then he came back for race number two, started out in fifth this time coming out of the gate, took him about four or five laps this time to get, uh, to get his pass into to first. Um, and, and honestly watching, like seeing that it was the most exciting part is seeing him. Line up, sure. line up for his passes. Get them, you know, because you got to be super aggressive, take some Shooting risk. Shooting the gap, uh, and and he was able to do it both times. So really impressive stuff. Got to got to talk to him for a little bit when he was done racing on the day. Uh, awesome guys, super down to earth, um, and yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Uh, me and my boy went out there and and did a little bit of live live uh, reporting out there. So uh, you know, yes, sir. A lo- did a little day drinking. I I didn't drink a single beer when I was there. Uh, oh, oh man, how how respectful! Yeah, no drinking on the job. No drinking on the job. The- yeah, it's a yo, it's a work day. I mean, come yeah. on, that's, that's what we pay you for. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was purely work. Well, that's sick, dude. I'm I, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Zach was uh, glad that you made it. Had a great time. Um, obviously, he was happy to put on for everyone as always. But uh, yeah, well, uh, a quick little update. As Harry said, he did a thing. He came out, um, didn't get a whole shot either single time, but. Um, you know, made us passes, got into first, and you know, Harry, you're talking about it. I mean, like obviously, you've you've seen Zach. He's a he's an extremely fit dude. He's like the fittest dude in his class. Mm-hmm. So like, when it comes to him, he knows he knows that he has the speed to sort of like just pace himself those first couple laps. And then, like you said, it really is a matter of like, all right, like when you when you get out in front of someone, it is time to like sprint and step yeah. on their throats, yeah. as you said, and just put a gap on them. You know, it sort of breaks their will when they're going as hard as they can, and and you still gap them. So. Yeah, Zach went 1-1 to start the season, so fun fact, he's officially undefeated since coming on this podcast. Um, that's that's got to feel <laughs> yep. good for everyone involved. Um, and as a matter of fact, that's now five straight motos that Zach has won going back to last season, last uh, year's motocross season. Um, so winner of five straight motos, just dominating the field right now as it is. Let's go, um, let's hope go everything stays a, straight for him. Let's go ahead and give him a golfer's clap. Yeah, quick little golf clap. Good job, Zach. And uh, in the 450 class, uh, the other you know the other heavy season favorite, Zach is definitely the favorite in the 250 class. But uh, world renowned Eli Tomac uh, came out, pretty much did the same thing, sort of fought through the pack in both motos, like Zach, um, and ended up one one on the podium. So two sweeps in both classes, uh, the two favorites. It's shaping up to be a pretty good season, but we'll definitely be rooting for Zach all season long and our other good friend uh, under the. Rockstar Husky tent, Jason Anderson. Uh, I think he ended up fourth overall. Um, so not so bad, but uh, looking Bears. forward to next week. Well, super excited to uh, have had the opportunity to see a live stream from Harrison. Appreciate that. Really awesome that Zach took the time to chat with you afterwards. Shout out mm-hmm. to Zach. I know you're listening. We'll just roll straight into one of my favorite segments of the night, Buzzer Beaters. I want to quickly give a shout out. I don't know which one of you it was, but somebody highlighted Gabriel Jesus, or how the Americans would say, Gabe Jesus. <laughs> nice. A, a, a young gentleman who was painting the streets of San Paulo uh, before the World Cup in 2014, uh, living in the favelas. 
and he had just joined the youth team there in Brazil. Um, fast forward four years later, 2018, uh, this guy has a mural that is being painted on the uh, the build-up wall, I guess, in uh, in the by the World Cup. Um, so really crazy shit playing for the Brazilian national team and having the opportunity to change his life in four years and do something yeah. that the four of us will yeah. ever do. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's pretty wild. And it says a lot about how young those soccer guys are anyways. You know, I mean, it's just like these, these guys come out for their national team at such a young age. Like you said, when that picture was taken at 14, he was like, you know, 14, 15 years old or whatever. And now four, fast forward a little bit and he's a star of a World Cup team. Pretty wild. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty amazing. So uh, something else that, I, that caught my eye, which is pretty wild. Um, we've got a lot of stuff soccer-related, FIFA, MLS, uh, World Cup, but good stuff. Uh, Ibrahimovic with his amazing slap to the face of Michael Petro- Petrosa, I think is how you say it. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but Petrosa stepped backwards. I think he, he plays up in Montreal, stepped back onto Ibrahimovic's toe. And Ibrahimovic just gave him an open hand, just smack in slap. the face. Um, just for it's like bitch. the most disrespectful thing you can do. Oh, yeah, as man, a man to man, you just slapped him in the face. But Ibrahimovic coming to MLS, like he's just like yeah. he has no respect for the league. Like, yeah, that's what he's gonna do. Dude, Gardner hit it right and on the head. And 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 the best part is, is that he grabs his toe afterwards, falls to the ground, pulls off like a you know a classic football Soccer fake. Ball. Uh, you know, and and is pulling off like oh the oh me card. It's like, dude, everyone just in the <laughs> audience and the cameras spectating just watched you open hand that guy in the face. Yeah, who are you trying to be slick with, dude? Yeah. Like, everyone <laughs> saw that. Um, but yeah, so that was great. Uh, and also soccer related news. Um, thinking and speaking about slick, Vladimir Putin is clearly putting in work in Russia because the. Uh, Russia World Cup team has been given the thumbs up to to play. FIFA has uh, cleared them because of an infis- insufficient evidence um, of doping that goes all the way back to 2016. So, well done, Senor Putin. Uh, just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just did not happen. <laughs> Records are gone. Insufficient funds. You know, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Sorry, boys. <laughs> I accidentally shredded that file. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so if you guys don't have any thoughts on that, um, I'll just kind of ease into uh, a little music update. Um, another thing that we were toying with and talking about on Instagram, ASAP Rocky is putting out an album, new album, coming out this Friday called Testing. He did a, a art installation, I believe yesterday. Uh, where he basically did this cryptic message saying that it would be released on Friday. Uh, Tyler, the creator, blew him up, called him out. It was some good shit. Uh, Tom if, highlighted if, it. If Tyler, the creator, is calling you out, then it's not cryptic at all. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I still have an Odd Future CD in my car from when I was like fucking 16 years old. Dude, <laughs> that guy's got a ridiculous IQ. He is just too smart. Yeah, Tyler's one of the funniest, like, smartest dudes out there, like, in that in pop culture you know what i mean but i'm excited i haven't heard something really kind of like head banging from asap in a while um obviously asap mob and, and the greater we all fuck with them greater yeah. family is is family to pro asap Gard- uh, it's know, definitely pro asap ride with the mob yeah, yeah gardner i'm bummed you've got some dope song for us today or else i'd uh, i'd recommend asap forever 
Well, that's what I was going to play originally, but like when I came across this, I just figured this is something that yeah. like, needed to happen tonight. That's cool. That's cool. Especially, I'm excited. Especially what with like it? the NBA, Can we play it? the NHL. Let's just ro- let's just roll it now. No, no, no. We got some. We got a few more bullet points I want to roll through before we get there. All right, let's hear it. All right, I got some would would you rather's for you folks. Would you rather run a hundred miles an hour, or fly ten miles an hour? <laughs> Brent, start um, us off. Could I, could I fly at any height? That's the only question I'm going to ask. Could I, could I fly at any height? Yeah, you. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, with reason, at thirty thousand feet, you'll probably start. <laughs> right. I, no, I just mean like a fucking bird. Yeah, Can I yeah. fly like a bird at ten miles per hour? Fly like then an I'm, eagle, man. I'm, fly I'm like flying. Eagle. Yeah. Fuck. I, I totally missed that. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going <laughs> to fly like an bird. eagle at ten miles per hour. <laughs> think about how slow ten miles an hour is up. That's what I keep thinking yeah, back flying, to too. Bro. Dude, I, <laughs> like, uh, it's got to be 10, 10 miles per hour, one hundred percent. I realistically, so? why would I need? Why would I need to run one hundred miles per hour? Dude, I think you'd run hundred <laughs> miles an hour. You get to work a lot faster than flying ten miles an hour. Dude, I'm yeah, cool I would. I would take no the time. run. You're gonna hurt yourself. I'm fine. Do you want? Do you want a Lamborghini or do you want like a nineteen twenties or a plane? No, uh, a plane. Ford. No. Yeah, that's not a, a good plane, comparison. More like a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah. It really, that's Led, that's exactly Led right. Zeppelin. Well, <laughs> I, I think I think that uh, I think I would go ahead and take the running. I, I I'll take the risk of pulling something. Running a hundred miles an hour would be. I'm with you. Playing intramural soccer, you'd be the go-to pick every time. Intramural anything. <laughs> I was gonna run the inter- ma- run the run yeah, the marathon, bro. Sports. Professional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next on the list, uh, would you rather never be able to listen to music tunes ever again? Or lose the ability to read completely. Man, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sure I know what everyone else is going to say, and I would love to say it also, but instead I'm just going to say books. Uh, not necessarily books, just the ability to read. Um, I read shit all the time. I, I would not be able to have a job without it, so I'm, I'm going to probably have to So you never, you'd read. never listen to music again? That would be extremely tough. I'm probably the biggest music lover on the podcast. Um, but... Man, you gotta read, Harry. You gotta read. Uh, my initial one. Are you, are you a book burner? Am I, yeah, Fahrenheit four fifty one. Uh, my initial thought was to never list, or was to never be able to read again. But Brent's comment is uh, pretty spot on. It'd be hard to have a job if you can't read, especially since I just I read <laughs> I read and write emails. I all mean, I day. guess that's what the podcast is for, bro. Yeah, we don't yeah, really need to read. Yeah, but that's yeah. Con- that. Conversely, while I'm reading and writing those emails, uh, I'm constantly listening to music. So, uh, uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go. Never listen to music again. That sucks. All right, two for two, Tom. Uh, I'm going with never read or losing the ability to read. Uh, I love <laughs> listening to music, and like you said, if if you're once we make it as big podcasters, we'll just have to listen. True. Like we don't have to read; we just can just, just listen. listen and talk, baby. I guess they do. But they do. No, yeah, they do have just, books on I'll, tape. I'll go against the grain here. But uh, on that Fahrenheit 451 note, actually, um, a Fahrenheit 451 movie just came out on HBO with Michael B. Jordan in it. Yeah. Oh, and you got the text by I'm Ray Bradbury. Reading the book for like the fucking fourth time in my life, so. Just Good in anticipation read. of the movie, dude. Good like, read. I'm, I'm so excited for this movie to All come right. out it's, on HBO. It's confirmed that Brent Jernigan is hands down the most cultured of our four guests here. 
And I'm I'm honestly very impressed right now. I'm gonna say I did a, a really cultural thing the other day and went to the movies um, while we're on the topic. Uh, <laughs> Super culture. Deadpool <laughs> yeah, two couldn't couldn't be more progressive and cultured. Um, go fucking see it. Amazing. They they literally touch everything from action to just sexiness to comedy. So shout out there. Um, right on. Lastly. This is a reminder to go and check out our Instagram and Twitter. We're showing a lot of good stuff uh, about what's going on in the world, what's going on in sports, what's going on in our lives. We've also got a no-nonsense sports movie bracket still running. And we have our finalists here tonight presented. We'll go ahead and release the voting tomorrow, or I should say today, as you will be listening right now. Uh, The finalists that we have are Sandlot. And remember the Titans. I know the boys have some thoughts on this, so I'll let you guys uh, talk about your feelings on this. Man, I'm just glad it came down to these two, to be quite honest with you. I mean, Really? I thought you'd be disappointed about Caddyshack getting the boot. I, I am disappointed about Caddyshack, but the, you know, the topic is sports movies, and eventually, you know, sport, when it comes down to sports comedy, uh, Caddyshack is number one unequivocally in my mind. But, you know, when it's just when I think – when I think little sports movies, dude, Remember the Titans and Sandlot are, you know, two of the all-time goats. So I really have no qualms with either of the either of these. Um, two of my most watched movies from childhood. So yep. hell yeah. Harry, any thoughts? Uh, I think it's a good matchup. Um, I know who I'm voting for. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say right now, but uh, I know who I'm voting for. Tommy. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say I'm glad Sandlot's there, and I'm pulling for Sandlot. Yes, Greatest movie of all time. Yeah, man. I love both of these movies. Um, Dude, but- watching Sandlot, you just you wanted to build a f- – you wanted to have an insanely large dog next door and have to build a <laughs> robot to retrieve your baseball. You know, like it, I was like constantly wondering, like, why, do not, why don't I find myself in this situation, like, with my best friends? Best movie of all time. So I'm, I'd love to see it here. I hope it wins. Yeah, it's like, Mom, why can't we afford a massive dog in the backyard? Where are all the f- fucking New York Yankees balls? <laughs> <laughs> well, please go and check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We will be releasing voting tomorrow first thing. So while you're at work trying to kill time, whether it's on the shitter or just staring at a screen pretending like you're doing something, make sure you vote and follow us. Lastly, overtime to close us out tonight. Tommy Lasagna, any last thoughts for us and the people? Uh, just to follow up on what you were just saying there, like hit us up. If you got any suggestions of what you want to hear from us, uh, any topics or questions you want us to hear, we're you know we're, we want to hear your feedback and, and give our, our listeners what they want. So just hit us up, DM us, DM us on Instagram, Twitter. We're on everything now. I just learned how to use Twitter. It goes so shit on me if, if I Tom fuck is, something Tom up. Tom is tweeting hot, dude. Tom is. Fire Flames on Twitter. It took him really no time to pick it up. I'm excited to have him on the team. I'm a natural. Uh, so, welcome aboard. For all of you following us, I just want you to know that Tom got Sour Patch Straws to tweet back at us. So, things are moving really quickly here. We're seeking sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, any last word for the people? Uh, only one I'll give. I'm just going to give a shout-out to a guy that should be in the MLB right now, but it's not. That's Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's hitting 427 uh, in the minors and hitting absolute bombs uh, while he's doing it. So looking forward to seeing that guy in the show uh, hopefully soon.
Tommy Lasagna, anything? Uh, I think you meant Brent. Ah, uh, Brent, yeah, sorry. Yeah, him too. Um, <laughs> that kid. Yeah, like, uh, to expand on what Tom said, as a matter of fact, you know, we, we'd like to sort of, like, formally open it up. You know, if you have any questions, tweet at us, DM us, whatever. We'll read your questions on the next podcast. We'll answer them on the podcast. It can be as funny. Grant, I'm looking at you right now. Don't make it super-ass dumb, but... Yeah, do make it funny. Do make it sports-related. Pop culture, we don't care. We'd love to read them out. We'd love for you guys to interact with us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, lastly, I don't really have anything much, but uh, one of my favorite bands out of San Francisco, Tom, or Harry, yep. uh, the OCs, um, putting out a new album come August. So if you like rock and roll, uh, the OCs got a new album. Right. Well... I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in. We appreciate the continuous love. Keep on keeping. Uh, make sure to check us out on social media, as mentioned. Slide in the DMs. And on that note, we'll just go ahead and give the people what they want, the moment you've all been waiting for. On the topic of rock and roll, I fucking want to give you guys a jam that you probably are familiar with. Maybe not. It's hot. But please enjoy. Boys, we out. Peace. Ha! Gotti! Ha! Gotti! Ha!